Welcome to the Short Term Show, the show about short-term rentals and long-term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short-term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. Good morning out there, all you short-term shoppers. It's Avery Carl, and I wanted to give you guys a quick reminder about something that I don't think I've done a good enough job of keeping you aware of. So I get a lot of emails from y'all every week, and I love getting emails from you. By the way, I love talking to our listeners, and a lot of them are asking for real estate agent recommendations in different markets. And what I don't think I've done a good job of is making sure that you guys are aware that the short-term show is actually a subsidiary of the short-term shop, which is the largest short-term rental specific real estate team brokered by EXP. I have to say that or I get in trouble in the country. So we have offices in 12 of the top short-term rental markets in the country, and we are here to help you purchase your first, second, third, or 10th short-term rental. And if you buy with us in any of those markets, we have a whole back-end training program where we will teach you everything you need to know about managing your short-term rental remotely. Everything from setting up your Airbnb and VRBO listings to teaching you how to use all the property management software that you'll need, all the way down to helping you source your local boots on the ground like cleaners and handymen. And we have some awesome Facebook support communities that we want you guys to be a part of where we all share ideas and information about managing our short-term rental, which short-term rentals, which markets are the best, uh, what we're doing next, and all of that really fun stuff. So if you want to be a part of the short-term shop community, if you want to buy a house with us, we really want to help you guys. So head on over to the shorttermshop.com and click schedule a consultation. We'll see you there. Hey guys, welcome back to the Short Term Show. Today we have Mark Simpson. I'm really excited about interviewing Mark because this comes at a, a time when I've kind of taken our first little dive into the direct booking website thing. And um, the reason for that is, you know, just up until recently, there weren't, or I don't want to say there weren't a lot of, but now more and more, all of the different property management software has build outs for direct booking websites. So, you know, before I was like, oh, I don't want to mess with all that, but now there's a lot of options to make it a lot easier. So we've definitely taken that step forward. So for my person, you know, cause it's about me, it's not about you guys. Just kidding. Um, for my personal information, I'm super excited to interview Mark today. So I'll let him introduce himself. How's it going, Mark? No, um, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I've been listening. I've been, I've been tuning in for, for, for what you've been going for about a year now, right? With the podcast. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's been amazing. So I've, I've been listening to Rachel's episode and Rob's and, and the last one I tuned in with was Kenny's uh, from SDI Insight. So I do love what you're doing. So it's a pleasure to be part of it. And yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I think I'm the first British guest. Is that, is that right? You are. Memory speaking? You are indeed. Yes. Go. So we've gone across the pond. So <laughs> no, thanks. No, amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to, to digging in and answering any and all questions that you may have on direct bookings. All right. So we'll start at the beginning. So I've got a couple short-term rentals. I'm a random person and I've been doing all right with Airbnb and VRBO. Why do I need a direct booking website? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. And the more that I get, I guess, more well-known in America, it's a question that crops up a lot because I assume the majority of the listenership will 
be with Airbnb, maybe also venturing into Verbo. But the, the last sort of thing that they're thinking about is doing it themselves. And m my argument is even if you've got one property, you need to have a property management software. You need to have something behind the scenes to helping you power it all. I, I always say that when you start this business, there's, there's either one or two categories. Number one, it's a hobby or it's a, a side income. It's not your main income. It's just something you're doing on the side or it's a hobby or, or whatever. And then there's another side, which is the business owner, as in this is going to be your main career, the main thing that you want to do. And if you fall on the first one, it's fine. Just do what you need to do. But if you're going to fall on the second one where it's a business, this is what you're going to be doing. If you're going to just rely on Airbnb, let's just say Airbnb for your bookings, then you're building your property, your business on someone else's land. You're literally playing in someone else's sandbox. Now, in this industry, which I class this industry as hospitality, we're very lucky because there's no other industry that I know of that you can start a business, take a couple of pictures, upload it to a website and be pretty much guaranteed to have revenue come in. It's a, it's a, it's a blessing because there's so many, there's so it's so in demand. doesn't matter where you are in the world. doesn't matter what the restrictions are, what the circumstances are. We're in a very in demand industry um, because we're creating memories. Now it's a blessing because it's very easy to get revenue coming in. I mean, we do website design at Boostly. There's not a website that I can go and list our services on and get, get revenue. So we are very lucky, but the curse is that because it is so easy, you can become over-reliant and it just goes, oh, it's all right. I'll just get my bookings through Airbnb. And then you become over-reliant because you become lazy. And it's just like, oh, I'll take care of it. But when you have become so over-reliant, you are literally dependent on somebody else running your business. And there's been a lot of um, sort of marker points over the last couple of years where hosts who have been so reliant on Airbnb have been sort of having a little head wobble, head wobble moment, which is a very British saying, but a head wobble moment is where they go, hang on a second, this isn't right. First first one, the most obvious one, March 2020, um, when Airbnb sent a notification out to all the guests saying, doesn't matter what the policy was, doesn't matter what the cancellation policy was, you can cancel your stay free of charge, no, no clawbacks, without even notifying the hosts, which was a number one. Number two, when Airbnb changed the... Um, the amount of time a guest arrives at a property to put in a, a claim for whatever that may be from 24 to 72 hours. And then recently, which is the big one, is when they changed the, the whole layout of the website, the whole search. They, they changed everything. They brought categories in. They got rid of listing titles. And it's the last sort of six, seven weeks. I'm seeing it recording. It's obviously like July 2022, where people have been sort of going, hang on a second. I cannot just have my whole business relying on one platform. And this is why you need to be have a direct booking element to it. You've got to start making the OTAs work for you and not the other way around. My belief that everybody should be 65% direct with 35% OTA because then you can use it like a marketing channel like you would do Instagram instead of being solely reliant on one. So this is why it's really important. That, yeah, I, I totally agree with that, especially in the last, you know, month and a half where with the categories, we've seen so many people who, you know, maybe they've been hosts for a long, long time and they have hundreds of reviews and all of a sudden their property is not getting any views. It's not getting booked at all because of that category change and all that. And they seem to be kind of working through that. And another big mistake that I see, or not a mistake, but I hate it when people say, yeah, I have an Airbnb business. No, you don't. You have a short-term rental business. It should not be, you shouldn't even call it that. It shouldn't be dependent on one thing. 
So tell me a little bit about, so if I'm brand new, I'm like, you know what? I'm listening to this Mark Simpson guy. I think I want to start getting some direct bookings. Where am I starting to do that? If I'm somebody that's been completely dependent on the OTAs, which I kind of have been up until the past little while. No, you first and foremost, you say it perfectly because there's a big danger that we are going to Coca-Cola this industry. We're going to Uber this industry because so many people don't say, oh, I'm going to stay at Verbo. I'm staying in a short-term rental. They're saying I'm staying in, in an Airbnb. And we have, to, we, we have to put a stop to that massively. I so agree. So how do we stop that? Well, there's a reason why we need to stop it now. And all you've got to do is look at Amazon as the example. Like You've published a book on, on Amazon. I've published a book on Amazon. You will know that whenever we make a purchase on Amazon, I instantly, we instantly have to give up about 60%-ish of any sale because it has to go to them. And you may be thinking, well, what's that comparison? Well, it's a big comparison because if you look at what Airbnb are doing right now and, and how they're sort of dominating this industry, for years they've been playing catch-up with the Expedia group, which is Verbo, and the Booking Holidays group, which is Booking.com. They've now overtaken them in terms of booking and awareness. Nobody says, like I said, nobody says they're staying at a verbo. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. And so the next step will be that they've gone, they used to start at 3% commission, and now they've gone to 14% commission and got rid of service fees. If they continue this trajectory, and if they are, as predicted, going to have 80% of all bookings by 2030, there's no reason why they can't come to you, they can't come to every host and go, you know this relationship, this partnership that we have, I don't think it's worth 14%. I think this should be now 20% or 30 or 40 or 50. They can hike it up. And so they'll be taking a big chunk of the profit. And as well, they've got all the aspect of being the middleman if something goes wrong. So this is why it's important. And even if you've got one, and the first thing that everybody should be looking to do is they should be looking to get in, involved in a PMS, a property management software. Um, there are loads out there. There are 1,200. We've counted them to be a fact because there's so many of them. So there's a lot of choice. The thing that I recommend here is, well, number one, I've done a blog post. So we interviewed 100 hosts in our hospitality community Facebook group. And we, we asked a question, who do you use? What's the pros and what's the cons? And so we, we took 100 people's answers and we turned it into a blog post. So you can go to boostly.co.uk forward slash PMS. There's about 12 on there. Go and pick one. Go and pick a demo. Trial it. You get two weeks trials with them all. Find one that you like. And it all depends on where you are in your business level. You know, there's ones that are great from one to five properties. There are some that are fantastic from six to 12. And then you've got the ones that are at the higher end of the market, which are like the guesties and the hostways, et cetera, which are great from like 11 plus. But you've got to get one in place as soon as possible, because when you do, what that means is, number one, you can go multi-channel. So you can list on Airbnb, Booking.com, Verbo, plus whoever else they link to, which is great, spreading out the awareness. Also, as well, it means that you can take your own payments. So Stripe is the big one. Stripe, uh, everybody knows of it. Funny enough, the Stripe founders, um, they used to live in a hotel in Ireland back in the day, so they know hospitality quite well. And then what that means is you get your direct booking website. Every single PMS, as you said, right at the very start, every single PMS gives you a free website. And I say free because all it is is a landing page. The, the, the PMS providers knew uh, that a good sale part to get people to sign up to their services would be to offer a free website. But they all admit a free website, it does nothing. It's just a glorified landing page. And so the reason why we came in and, and Boostly came in is that we, we we basically go, right, well, you get a WordPress website. We create the WordPress website that connects to your PMS because the danger of having a free PMS website, for example, owner is. We were speaking to a client last week. 
They've had a free uh, owner as website for years. They're now looking to move to another PMS, i.e. Guesty, and they're going to lose that website that they've created because it's all connected on the PMS. So you've, again, they've built their house on someone else's land. So have a website, start off with a free one, go get a, a WordPress one down the line. You've got to have those foundations and that blueprint in place that will, will mean that you can do all of this that we're talking about. Yeah, I learned that one the hard way in my real estate career when I started with Keller Williams and they offer all this like free you know, website, CRM and stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't want to be with Keller Williams anymore. And then now I don't have a website. Now I don't have a CRM and all these tools. So yeah, you really do have to get the independent things and figure out how to connect them all so that you can have that ability to, to move between um, platforms. So yeah. tell us a little bit about Boostly. Let's get into that. So what exactly does Boostly do? Yeah, so my sort of tagline, my sort of like elevator pitch, as you call it, I say I give hosts uh, the tools, the tactics, the training, and the confidence to get their direct bookings. I've been doing this now for since 2016. I grew up in this industry. I was pretty much born on a farmstay bed and breakfast in the middle of the North Yorkshire moors here in, 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 in England. Uh, my parents transformed a 200-acre farm, uh, knocked down one of the barns and built a a bed and breakfast, four bedroom bed and breakfast. And this is before the internet. This is before the world of the OTAs and social media. So they truly had to rely on word of mouth and newspaper print ads. And over the years, I've, I grew up in it, uh, worked in it, sort of tried my best to escape. As I was explaining before, we went, went on, on live. I, was, I used to do soccer coaching. So I went and traveled, came back into the family business 2011. And, and since then, I've sort of been really in hospitality every single day. Uh, lived it, breathed it, loved it grew our family business, took it all offline, put it online. And um, in 2016, I realized there were so many hosts in my little area of Scarborough of the United Kingdom that were sort of struggling with so many people that I see doing the same thing today. They don't know about direct booking websites. They don't know about social media. They don't know about anything really when it comes to being proactive in marketing. So I, I created a, the Hospitality Community Facebook group and people started to join 2017, uh, we had so many people asking the same questions. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put it on a course. So I signed up to Thinkific, put it all on a course. People joined and it's just grown and grown and grown to that now where uh, 2022, got 2,400 clients, mixture of, of websites and sort of direct booking training. I released this, the book direct playbook, which is available um, all over, which is which was a, a bestseller, which is fantastic. I found out from the publisher this week, it's in the top 10% of Amazon sales, which is insane. And it's just grown and grown and grown. Just recently been in, in Nashville speaking at the STR Wealth event. And yeah, that's been the progression really. And, and my sort of whole thing is about, my mission is to help 1 million hosts cut down on their over-reliance on the OTAs. The reason being is that booking.com, Expedia Group, Airbnb, they don't treat hosts like partners. They side more on the guests. They treat us like a number. And if they want us to be partners, they have to sort of give us a foot at the table, so to say, a seat at the table, so to speak. And the only way we're going to do that is if we really, truly spread the book direct, book direct message. And that's what we've been doing. We didn't create it. There's an amazing lady called Amy Hino in America who created like sort of the hashtag book direct, hashtag book direct movement. And we're just shouting about it every single day trying to spread awareness. So that's what we've been doing. Um, with podcasts, YouTubes, and and all that cool stuff. So that's what we've been doing. That's what we're going to continue to do. Awesome. I'm going to sign up. And I do, your book's in my queue. I, and I'm taking a little vacation. So 
Side note, but uh, so when you get a weird booking, this is when you don't pay attention to your calendar. This is what happened to us, but is has resulted in a little vacation for us. So we got a weird 4th of July booking where somebody is checking in on the 4th of July. And so, you know, there's not a lot of guests that want to check out on 4th of July. And it's at our beach house. that's just like two and a half hours away from us. So we're like, oh, you know, we'll go for the weekend. Anyway, your book's in my queue. I'm going to read it over the weekend and, and really dive in on this because I'm, I'm very excited about it. At the, at, at the end of the day, like I really love marketing. That's what I like to do. And so since this is really the marketing side of, of the short-term rental business, I'm like this is like right in my wheelhouse. So diving into the marketing, let's talk about uh, social media ads. And like, if, if I'm getting started in my, with my direct booking website, what do I need to have in place as far as social media? It's a great question. And this is the cool thing because a lot of people assume that they need to start paying Mr. Zuckerberg and Facebook ads and Google ads, but really you, you don't really need to start doing it. You can do it all for free. And in the book, the one you're talking about was 101 tips in there. And there's only about a handful of them that actually cost any money. So the cool thing is, is that even when you're starting and even when funds are tight, because you put all of your money into getting the property up and running and, and live and all of that stuff, um, you don't really need money to be able to promote your business. What you've got to do, and I feel what everybody needs to start doing, is you need to become the go-to of your area, wherever your properties are. So if your properties are in sort of Myrtle Beach, you've got to be start becoming the go-to. If your properties are in Nashville, you become the go-to of Nashville. And what that means is that when the goal is, when anybody asks on a Facebook group or in their friend circle or whatever it may be, hey, I'm coming to Nashville, where do you recommend I stay? Then they go, oh, check out Mark. Check out Mark's properties because they've got da-da-da-da. And it's really easy to become that. All it takes is you becoming the go-to. Now, there's a couple of online places that you can do this. Facebook groups are a fantastic place to start. And there's also offline places to do that as well. But the best, the best place to start, in all honesty, is this right here, which is your phone. So if you're looking at the video, this is your phone. In your contacts now, you've got friends, family members, ex-co-workers, people on your soccer team, people you meet on the school run, whoever it may be, you've got people on your phone book. And I, I guarantee that 80% of those people don't have a clue what you do for a job. All you've got to do is remind them and put the word out there. So um, a tactic that I actually did on, on stage in Nashville when I spoke at the event is I, I got everybody to send a text message to their friends and somebody in your phone book, five people. And it evolved around the question, these four little words, do you know anyone? So for example, hey, do you know anyone that's coming to Nashville? Do you know anyone who needs a place to stay? Do you know anyone who's X, Y, or Z? It can work in so many different variables, whether you're trying to get more properties or whether you're trying to get bookings, it, it really doesn't matter. It, the question is, do you know anyone? So instead of me sending you a message, Avery, and going, um, hey, do you want a place to stay? Do you need a place to stay? That's very like direct. So you, more often than not, you're going to go no. But if you go, hey, do you know anybody who's coming to the area that needs a place to stay? guarantee that there will be somebody if you do this on scale there will be somebody whether it's a vacation staycation workcation for an event or, or whatnot you just got to start putting the word out so um first thing first just write down 100 names as many names as you can do write down the phone number the email the social media handle and just start sending it out five times a day it doesn't take much five ten minutes and then once you've exasperated that list go to your guests so I would assume that the majority of people who are watching this right now will have had a property of, will have had guests at some way, shape or form. You can go back on them because who else to better to ask 
do they know anybody? Then people who have already stayed with you, people have already given you money, know, like, love, and trust you. So you can go, hey, Avery, so thanks so much for coming to stay with us. I hope you got back okay. But by the way, do you know anybody who's coming to the area? Do you know anyone? Please, you know, pass on the message. But you always got to dangle the carrot. doesn't matter whether this is to a friend, a guest, or whoever. Just say, hey, if they book and if they mention you, we'll send you whatever in the post. Could be beer, <laughs> whatever, wine. It could be whatever, Amazon vouchers. Dangle the carrot because then people are more likely to, to, to act. And then the final place to do this is in Facebook groups. So if you literally don't know anybody, if you've got no contacts, you're brand new to an area, nobody knows who you are, start going into Facebook groups. Find the Facebook groups in your local area that could be business related, could be just loads of people in there. And just every day, show up five, 10 minutes, answer questions, you know, engage with people. Don't go in there being scummy McScumson and trying to sell your services, but just try and help recommend. And then over time, because you're showing up daily and just providing value, the question will come in the group. I'm coming to Nashville. Where do you recommend I stay? And because you've showed up and provided value, we'll just go, oh, I remember there's that, guy, that, that Mark guy. He's got properties. Go and check out him. And if you do a combination of online and offline, over time, you won't even need to do marketing because your friends, your family, your guests will become your super fans and they'll, they'll do the marketing for you. And if you're looking for a real world example, it's what I did with the family business, which was called The Granary. And it's what I've done with Boostly as well. And whenever anybody goes in now, whether it was the family business or, or Boostly, someone goes into a Facebook group now, for example, with Boostly and says, hey, I'm looking for a website designer. Who do you recommend? I'm not even in half of the Facebook groups, but I guarantee that my name will get tagged and they'll come through, through to me. It's just showing up and becoming the go-to. You've got to become, I call it your local brand ambassador really show off it. Even if you're doing a, a, a destination from somewhere where you don't live, you can still do this. It's just all about becoming that local go-to person. Totally agree with that. My dad is a chiropractor and he probably once a week, he'll call me and I know why he's calling because it's typically during the day, like during the workday and he'll call two or three times in a row. I call it dad dialing when you, know, you don't answer and they call back immediately. And every time he does that, I know he's like, Hey, I have a patient who wants to come stay in, in Destin. Do you, uh, can, what's your link? It, like he can't save, he can't save the link to my properties. That would be too much. Um, yes. So every time I have to send him my link. So, you know, definitely the friends that. and family is, they're going to be your biggest advocate. I, I, I love the dad dial. That's amazing. But that's <laughs> yeah, they do, they do it. That's I'm, what they do. Moms do it sometimes too. I'm, that's what I'm going to be doing to my kids in 25 years time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about the, the marketing to the past clients or, the, or to clients, sorry, uh, guests. So you're reaching out to the past guests. So you got a guest in your house. Maybe they didn't book directly with you. So you don't have all of their information. Maybe they did book with Airbnb or Verbo. So how are you reaching back out to these people? Are you going back through your messages on the platforms or how are you getting that info? So number one, uh, and we've probably only got a limited amount of time that we can take advantage of this because I guarantee they're going to stop doing it soon, but they do share the phone number with you. So you do still get the guests uh, contact information. And this is another beautiful thing about having a property management software is that all of that data is stored on your PMS with Airbnb, with Verbo, with booking.com. They only store it for X amount of days and then it gets removed from the system. But with a property management software, it's stored in your database. So, um, any PMS, any good one, let's put it that way, you can go click on the reporting tool 
you can print off all of your past guests and you've got all the details. Obviously, the email address is not shared because of whatever reasons. So um, there's a couple of things that you can do. Number one, if you've not already implemented this yet, focus on the phone number. One of the best things that you can do, one of the best things any business owner can do is when everybody zigs, use Zach. And as we go into middle of 2022, going into 2023, nobody picks up the phone and calls anymore, unless it's a dad dial. So what you can do is you can pick up your guests and call them. And one of the things that I love to do more than anything is that when a booking is made to call the guest within 24 hours, it's such a powerful tool because right there and then you can do a, we're talking about marketing. One of the big things of marketing is knowing your guest. And what better way than actually picking up the phone and speaking to the people who have just clicked that button to book with you. So it could be, hey, Avery, I've just seen you made a book in. My name is Mark Simpson. I'm founder of Boostly B&B. I just wanted to check everything's okay. So first question, like, why did you book with us? Right? Ask those questions. Who, where, why, what, when? Why did you book? What are you coming to the area for? How can I help make your stay even special? It's a really cool tool to have. And again, we get the phone numbers, so it's so powerful. But if you're not yet doing that, one of the main things I can recommend everybody to do is to start collecting your own database. And the database begins and ends with an email. There's a really cool tool that is being made for the short-term rental industry, but it's getting more and more popular and it's called Stayfi, S-T-A-Y-F-I. Now, I wish I had created this company. I am not an affiliate. I don't get paid to say this. I just love what they're doing because what they're doing is the best example I can give you. When you go into Starbucks or the Hilton or the Marriott and you want to use the Wi-Fi, you've got to give up your email address. Stayfi are bringing this technology to the short-term rental world. So when a guest arrives in the property, everybody instantly wants the Wi-Fi. But to be able to get it, they need to give up the email address and the phone number. And the cool thing about this is that normally you just get the lead booker's details. With Stayfi, you get the whole party. So if you've got um, a larger property that maybe sleeps 12 to 20 people, you're normally going to assume that's not just one big family. Uh, this is going to be maybe three or four people combining together. So you can get everybody's email because the lead booker may never come back to Destin again. But two or, two or three other people in that pie may want to. So you can start collecting that data, start collecting that data. I've been following it now for a year. A lot of Boostly clients are using StayFi and they've got thousands upon thousands upon email addresses. And they're not doing anything different apart from just installing a box into the property and it's collecting data. If you haven't got the money or the resources to do it, even though it's really cheap, a simple free way to get started is Jot Forms, G-O-T Forms, or Google Forms. When a guest has made the booking, you send a little notification on whatever's tool, Airbnb, Verbo, just saying, hey, it's Mark from Boostly B&B. Hope, you, hope you're well. Just to make your check-in smooth as possible, can you just fill in our pre-arrival form? And the Google Form, you can put on email, first name, last name, you know, why did you book to stay with us? car registration, whatever else you want to get on it. And that then stores in your database. You know, you can link it up and then you've got the email address then, which is a really cool tool to then keep in touch with people via email in, in the future. And when you really get going and you build this system up and you, and you know, invest in a tool like MailChimp, which is free to get started with. And I think you start paying after 2000 contacts, all of this then becomes automated because at the end of the day, you don't want to be manually doing this forever. You want to be automating it for, in some way, shape or form. And this is the cool thing is that whenever you book a, a hotel or a place to stay in Vegas, those Vegas hotels know what they're doing. Their systems and structures are fantastic. And you always assume that that technology is never going to be available to us small operators. But now 
it is. They're really spending a lot of attention to, to short-term rental world. And it doesn't matter if you've got one property, 20 or 100, the tools and the technology is there now to be able to help us market directly and to be able to generate so much more revenue, profits, and better guests. Okay, I have a lot of questions about this. So <laughs> do we know, so StayFi, I do not use that yet, but I probably will, and I'm hearing a lot about it. So will that connect, do you know, to just like any old CRM, or would you have to like do all of this manually and go through everyone manually? It connects to any old CRM. They're really en enhancing it. So it doesn't matter what, what you use. Uh, and again, book a demo in with the team. I know Arthur, I've met him at a lot of conferences now and super switched on guy and he's created a cool product. And the thing what I love about what they're doing next is that they're, they're not just doing email, they're investing in text messaging and, you know, what they've got coming up in the future will mean they'll have a, a ready-made CRM to go, but will link into your booking engine and all that cool stuff. So it really will automize that whole product. And those past, the past guests, even if they're not the lead booker, but you're right, the past guests really are like, that's going to be your bread and butter. So maybe they came with this group this time, but, you know, maybe somebody else they know has a wedding coming up and they want to come back and, you know, maybe they don't want to stay in the same house. Cause I found that a lot of our repeat guests, they're not repeat to the same house. They're, they stay with us again in a different house in the same market. So that's a really cool tool to make sure all of that's getting in front of them and that it's available to them and, and to make it easy. Cause you want to make it easy, right? The goal for most people is convenience. So, um, that's, that's, I think the best, like that's so much better than cold marketing out to like pushing out Facebook ads and stuff to people who weren't necessarily even looking for you. Yeah. Um, no, but let's talk about that. Do you, do you yeah. do any, any social ads? Yeah. So I, there's levels to everything. And I feel like when you're getting started, if you're listening to this podcast and going, oh my gosh, this is a lot. And yeah, I'm going to throw a lot at you because I want a lot to like sort of sink in to show that there can be a lot done. So when you're at a ground level, I wouldn't even admit or suggest you go and do Facebook ads. I feel like Facebook ads would be if you're like a level seven, seven to 10 would be your Facebook level or your advertising level would be seven to 10. Because when you properly get going and you properly get your systems and structures in place, and when you have an email list, a really cool thing about Facebook ads TikTok ads, Google ads, YouTube ads, whatever you're talking about, is that you can upload your email list to, let's just say Facebook ads. And you can tell Facebook to say, hey, this is my list. This is my list of customers. And the thing about Facebook, if you've not watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, go and watch it. But Facebook knows every single thing about us. It knows what we like. It knows what we watch. It knows where we are right now. It knows everything. And so what you can tell Facebook is, hey, so this is a list of my customers. There's 100 people here. I want you to find um, everybody on your database in a three-hour drive away from where I'm based, you know, whether it be uh, Tennessee or Florida or Josh Retreat or wherever it is, say, hey, I want to find everybody in a three-hour drive that matches my customer list. So we'll be able to, they're called lookalike audiences. And it will only show your ad to the people that match your personality types of the people that you've given to them. And this is, this is a really powerful tool. Uh, I like to call it your guest avatar because at the end of the day, when you solely rely on Airbnb, you've got no power or Verbo or Booking.com. You've got no power who walks through your doors, really. I mean, you can put the pictures out there, X, Y, and Z, but when you've got your guest avatar, you, you really dial down on who you want to appeal to, whether it is families, 
people, digital nomads, solo people, people with pets, whatever it may be. But when you've got your avatar really nailed down, everything becomes so much easier. Because one of the biggest flaws I see so many business owners make, especially in hospitality, is that you would try to appeal to everyone. When you appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. So don't try and be the best, be the only. It's something that I got told years and years and years ago. So it really helps you dial down, which is why the first chapter of this book is all about your guest avatar. It's all about not only how to identify who they are, but where to locate them and how to attract them. Facebook plays a massive part in it. And again, you may be thinking right now, this sounds amazing. I want to get going. But you've got to make sure you've got the systems and the structures in place to be able to, to, be able to do that with, with Facebook ads. But it, once you get going, so powerful, really effective. And because you're narrowing it down, it's pennies to the dollars, really. You don't have to spend loads of money doing it because you've really fine-tuned who you're targeting. So powerful, so powerful. And we could go on forever about because I see so many, so many new owners and new hosts who the first thing they want to do is start running Facebook ads when they don't even have like their pro photos done yet. And it's like you you build up to that later. That comes later. Like start with the people who kind of know who you are, work your way out to the people who sort of know who you are, like your past guests and people like that, and then work up to to the cold advertising. But I mean, how much of that do you really have to do anyway? Well, if you get the first bit nailed down, then you can literally have that as a thing that you do on the side, like additional, put a little bit of time and effort onto it. And the the whole thing about utilizing your network and pre previous guests, I tell you the best ones to try that on, are anybody who stayed with you on business, and as a, as a really good example of this right now, and as a, as a client of ours who's based out on the West, I won't say exactly where because um, it's, a, it's a live case right now, but Airbnb um, suspended, banned his whole account just overnight like that. And it was a because of a guest complaint, no, no appeal process or anything. It was a very minor issue, but it's gone. And he had 270 uh, reviews. Um, 290 bookings, a, a big profile. And, you know, he was not reliant, but he was, you know, a big chunk of his revenue came from there. So he's literally had to start again. And he had a, a website set up, good to go. And I said, right, just try this one thing. To try this, do you know anyone? He was able to, luckily, because he had a PMS, pull off all of his guests. And he focused on the 20% who would come for business because he's part of a world where it's a um, very high for travel on business guests. And he was able to contact his peoples and he's been able to secure a huge booking that's filled up all of his properties from literally doing the, do you know anyone? No Facebook ads, no nothing. He's just got into the right people. They've put him in touch with somebody else. They've, you know, right time, right place, needed a huge group accommodation, I believe for October. And he's, he's fully booked him up and he's got the contacts that will keep him filled up. He's on their database, on his system. If, if you just literally try that, do you know anyone? I'm a firm believer that you can fill up your properties. You can easily get to 50% direct and 50% OTA um, really simply, easily. And then once you get to that level, you can start running Facebook ads because you've got the extra profit then. You've got the extra commission money that you can just put as a marketing budget into Facebook, Google, et cetera. But it all just by starts by doing that one thing every day. I always say every business owner, the first thing they should do is a new generate a business revenue generating task. And it can be literally sending five messages to people, you know, like trust or love or your past guest saying, Hey, do you know anyone? I think that example that you just gave is a really nice 
underscore to really real estate investing as a whole. And that's start at the beginning. You don't start at step 17. You start at step one. So in this case, the step one is the, do you know anyone reach out? It's not the, let me go play around and do all these crazy Facebook things and try to market to all these people who have no idea what I am or who I am. Start at the beginning. And I, I think a lot of new investors get tripped up, not only with just real estate investing in general, but with their when they get their profiles rolling, they want to go straight to step 10. Start at the beginning and build it up. And a lot of times you don't even have to get to step 10. You don't have to go that far. Just fundamentals over and over repetition. And I think that holds true really with, with anything in life is repetition is what, is what ends up making you successful. Yeah. And, and uh, as well, a lot of people will be listening to this going, oh, Mark, I haven't got the time. This sounds like a lot of effort. Well, the cool thing is if you're really busy and if you're already successful and if you're already getting all these bookings, well, hire somebody to do this for you. It really is that simple. You can find someone anywhere in the world, um, as long as they're good on the phone, that can be doing this for you. And there's a lot of people that I know that have scaled to 300 plus properties. And I've, I've interviewed them for a, a scale up podcast that, that we did. And I said, well, what's the one attributing factor? Every single one of them has got a cold calling element into their business, a sales element into their business, where it's people that are calling businesses, people that are calling past guests, people that are asking for referrals on a daily basis. So if you're already at a level of maybe 10 to 20 properties and it's like, oh, I've got all this stuff going on, number one, start to outsource. And if you don't know um, how to do that, then there's a really good book by Clockwork by Mike McCallowitz. It taught me everything that I need to know about outsourcing. We've got 33 members of staff now at Bootsley, going to 36 very soon. And it started with that book. I love that book. And that's actually one of the questions that I'm going to ask you here in a minute. So you're going to have to come up with a second one. But the last three questions that we ask everyone on the podcast, uh, first of which is what advice would you give 20-year-old Mark? Um, it is your network is your net worth. So very, very quickly, don't shut yourself in. Don't try and just do it all yourself. Reach out, join local BNI groups. Do the, do you know anyone really focus on your, cause your network is your network. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, try and network as much as possible. Get to know other people and your business journey will be so much easier. That's a great one. And along those same lines, what advice would you give a new investor? So investment advice, what advice would you give a new investor who's getting started today in the middle of 2022? Yeah. Um, and this is really easy for everybody to do, especially like we are recording a podcast right now. We've both got books and we all know people in our world that will just consume, 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 and never take action. So my advice is imperfect action applied at speed is the key to success. Just get in and do it and fix it later. The worst thing you can do is procrastinate because procrastinate kills businesses and kills ideas. And it's never going to be perfect. And I've said this before. It's it's almost like it's like deciding to have a baby. You're never going to say, okay, I've done all of the things. I'm perfectly prepared to have a baby. You just kind of do it and figure it out as you go. So yeah, well, um, I, I totally agree that's with that. I got from your book. That's what I got from your book. Like reading your book, the first thing you sort of said, you just went for it and then you learn as you go, you know, it's just getting started. Just, you know, you're doing the research, driving back and just what, right, this is it. We, we went and you, you went, you went for it. So that's it. Imperfect action applied at speed. Great, great advice. And last but not least, and you can still say clockwork if you want to, but, uh, what is your favorite book that has impacted your mindset? Um, so mine, uh, so clockwork was amazing, but, uh, I'm a massive Tim Ferriss fan. 
I'm a Tim Ferriss fanboy and Tools of Titans was the biggest impact in mindset, business, health, wealth, everything. And uh, for those who don't know what that book is, he's got the Tim Ferriss podcast and he took the first 200 episodes of his uh, huge podcasts. Um, and he wrote a book on the best bits, the bits that pull out from it. And I, I based that book on the playbook because it just impacted me so much. And yeah, Tools of Titan, if you've not read it, go and check it out. It is, it is huge and it's such a big book and you will, you will love it forever. It is quite literally huge. <laughs> massive book. Awesome. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on. I think this is a really great episode. There's a lot of really good information for our listeners. So uh, if they want to buy your book or maybe they want to look into Boostly a little further for training or for website building, how can they find you and how can they do that? Yeah. So the best place to start is the book. Go and check. if you've never heard, never seen his face, never heard this weird accent, go check out the book that playbook it is on audible. Uh, and I read it myself. I, so it's madness. I don't know why we do it, but, uh, did all of that, uh, audible Kindle and print. And then if you want to come and say hi, Instagram's the best place. I love Instagram. It's my favorite social channel. It's the only app I've got on my phone. It's at boostly UK B O O S T L Y UK. That's the best place. Well, I think what you're doing is really cool. You were doing some great work for hosts out there. So thank you so much for that. And um, we hope to have you on again soon. I, I'd kind of like to get you and I, I don't want to give it away, uh, a little panel of experts uh, for an upcoming episode. So um, thanks again so much. And we'll catch you on the next one. I would love to. Thank you so much. <laughs>